Thanks for listening to the Healthy Church Podcast with Larry Barker and Drew Klein. The Healthy Church Podcast is an honest conversation about what it means to be part of a healthy church. There are no perfect churches because they're all filled with imperfect people led by imperfect leaders. But by God's grace, we can begin to dialogue about what changes can be made in our lives as leaders and in the churches we serve in order to better love God and His people. For more information and other resources, go to HealthyChurchPodcast.com. Hey everybody, thanks for joining us for the Healthy Church Podcast. My name is Drew Klein, here with Larry Barker. And uh, Larry, we talked earlier in the day, we were texting with each other. Today is Monday, it's the Monday after Easter, Yes, uh, before our podcast comes out on Tuesday. And uh, we were just talking with each other and just kind of sharing some realities of the Monday after Easter. And uh, you know, Easter's a big deal. Easter's a big deal for us pastors, and uh, we, you know, we always joke about it at South City as it's the Super Bowl of the year for us. You know, it's our uh, so many expectations, so many uh, things that we want to try to accomplish uh, in the community and in our body, and uh, there's a lot riding on that. Do you do you guys feel that in in your team? Oh, absolutely. I I've told our team for years. We use the same uh, terminology you use at Super Bowl Sunday for the church. (laughs) And here's something else I say: All hands on deck. Don't you people be going anywhere? Right. We need you here. We need to be ready. Uh, We didn't know what to expect yesterday because of you know attendance hasn't uh, fully recovered, and and so oh yeah, we feel it. We absolutely do. We've I know we've been talking about we've we mentioned it a couple of podcasts ago about all the things that we're working towards and and uh, to do list to accomplish and and all the things that we want and and ultimately it's a good reason why we want to have a great service and have a, a a great attendance and and why we really want people to be why we want our people to be there to welcome and we want new yep. people to come it's it's ultimately down deep it's a good reason uh, because we want to take an opportunity to welcome these visitors we may not get this chance with these visitors you know uh, again in the rest of the year and so <laughs> it's just kind of overwhelming i'm i, I want to uh, mention a few of the things i just was writing down a few of the things that were on our list and that we have been talking through in our team meetings our staff meetings preparing for yesterday right so yep. we we literally had a to-do list on asana which is a, a software that we use to help us get things done and and right. we, you want your preaching to be great. You want to be encouraging. You want the worship to be amazing. You want you want everybody there, like you said, all hands on deck for volunteers to hand out the donuts and to wave and smile to the babies and all the things. You want your children's ministry to be on point and be the coolest thing ever. You want your property to look its best. You want the handouts that you've printed and worked on for two months to be perfect and explain exactly the culture and DNA of your church. Uh, you might have spent quite a bit of money on mailers around the community or on Facebook or whatever the case may be to to welcome people in. You know, you want you want to offer every single part of who you are, whether it be your discipleship, whether it be uh, small group ministry, whatever it is, you want them all to just be on their Sunday best, so to speak. Um, but this is where I kind of came to the reality for me today as I was getting going this morning. I was feeling kind of down, man. I was yep. struggling. And I just started thinking about uh, really just kind of questioning my heart, asking my heart, what 
you know, kind of as David did, why so downcast, oh, my soul? Wow. Um, because I wasn't putting my hope in God. I was, uh, I was literally thinking back through the expectations that I had for Easter and how maybe they were missed in some way or they weren't good enough for me. And I, man, Larry, I got to tell you, I, that kind of broke my heart because I realized I was being unbelievably prideful and yeah. sinful in a, in a lot of ways and very shallow in my spirituality about what the day is about. And uh, all these expectations that we had been working towards to get to this point, you know, and then we get whatever, you know, we have a great service, um, but I find myself uh, being depressed the next day or being struggling with, with joy the next day when it ought to be a day that gives me like unbelievable joy, just thanking God. And I, anyway, I don't know about you, but that's kind of what my day has started off as. And I've just been questioning my heart, what's going on with me? And yeah. I thought, I wonder if there's other pastors that are dealing with this kind of, same kind of situation. Oh, there's no doubt there is because of our definition of success being messed up so often. And, it. and it's in all of us. All of us have that. I think also, let's not, I, I appreciated you telling me honestly how you were feeling. And, and I would say all of the pastors out there, man, don't ignore those feelings. They're real. Uh, and uh, I'm so thankful that we have so many examples in the scriptures of, of the men of God and women of God and the feelings they were, ex- they were having and that they were expressing to God. But, you know, after all the effort and after all the energy that you put into that big Sunday, Easter Sunday, I think we also have to recognize there's just going to be a little bit of a natural letdown, isn't there? I mean, there's just going to kind of be that little bit of, uh, whoo, you know, yeah. all that effort, all that time. And, and then now it's, it's gone. It's right. over. Back to reality. I, I think Back. for me, I, you know, I was, as I was searching my heart and I was yeah. talking to the Lord and honestly praying for forgiveness and just kind of processing sure. through this stuff, I started thinking about, okay, what am I disappointed about? Like, what are the things that have really gotten me I'm struggling with today? And I want to just share a few of those vulnerably. I I started thinking about this. Why in the world would I share this to a large group of people? But these are just the realities of kind of what I was thinking through. You know, we had had the biggest group we've had since COVID began. Praise God. Yes, sir. But it wasn't enough. Instead, it was like, man, that's not as many as we've had before. Uh, I wish we had more people, you know, and I'm just going to go on record, Drew. I thought the same thing. (laughs) I was so thankful for how many we had yesterday. And then I went, yeah, but a couple years ago. (laughs) Exactly same. I mean, I'm pulling out numbers. I'm thinking, gosh, we had so many more two years. Uh, Same exact deal. Well, here, okay. It even gets worse, Larry, I'm afraid to say. So we've been praying for, for the Lord to save people. Yeah. We've been praying. We've been seeking the Lord. We've been, our elders have been praying, Lord, save some souls. And uh, that was our whole hope. And, and, and really, on the good side of all the expectations and all the preparations, that is the one thing we, we're praying for. And yes. uh, we had a moment, you know, I did sort of a little bit of the Billy Graham kind of raise your hand thing yesterday. And I had one little girl raise her hand and say, I'm not sure. And, of course, I led, led through that prayer, and, and Lord willing, she prayed that prayer. We, she didn't come down during the invitation time. Hopefully she made a commitment to Christ. But even then I'm going, that's not enough. That wasn't enough. Like, and I, as what I've realized today is that I'm not, 
I'm not considering the fact that when we present the gospel, we we seed the gospel into people's lives and we water those seeds into people's lives, which we never know about, by the way. Right. We only see harvest. We only see when somebody says, yes, I just got saved and thank you. Uh, so I wonder how many people yesterday received seed and were watered toward salvation in the Lord, and yet we don't know it, and many of us are going, man, I just wish God would have done something yesterday, and we don't know what he did or didn't do, right? We have to have that faith that his word never uh, returns void, and uh, so that was another thing. It wasn't just numbers for me. It was like, well, there weren't enough salvations, (laughs) so that one's worse. Yeah, but we're so driven in a Western culture with production. You know, and, uh, and and we are, you know, you made me think about years ago. I remember going to, uh, you know, our tribe has an annual meeting that we would go to. And, and uh, I can remember times I was thinking, boy, I sure hope nobody asked me how many were running, Mm -hmm. you know, because it wasn't going real well. But then I do remember one year we were blowing and going and I was going to the meeting. I was thinking, boy, I sure hope they ask me how many I'm running this year. (laughs) And then the Holy Spirit of God said, what's wrong with this picture, Larry? Yeah, (laughs) You know, and I went, well, man, I'm doing good and I'm still in trouble, Exactly. you know, exactly. because, because of my heart. Yeah. And, and he was exactly right. And uh, I heard one pastor years ago said, every time I get asked how many I'm running, he said, I tell him I'm running 500 and I'm catching about 50. <laughs> and that always helped me. Uh, I'm even thinking about just a few podcasts back. You were talking about yeah. Paul. Uh, I think yeah. it was to Timothy, and you weren't. You were. You were saying that Paul wasn't saying. You know anything about numbers? Anything about that kind of success-driven ministry? It was faithfulness of Timothy and Timothy's right. calling and, and and all those things. And we get so lost in what you said in the success-driven, number-driven, wrong metrics uh, of ministry. And I, that's where I found my my heart in a way this morning. Um, I even the other day, I, here's another area the other day, I guess yesterday afternoon, uh, I'm of course, a lot of friends of, on Facebook are pastors there. I mean, I've got a large sure. uh, percentage of people in ministry and I've, I've seen one friend and his wife had posted the number that they had at their church. And, uh, I was like, wow, man, they have really grown. And I wasn't excited about that. I was just jealous of it. Yeah. I literally just went, wow, are you kidding me? Wow. And in my heart, I'm thinking, why can't we be there? And and Larry, since it's confessional time, I literally go on to their church page and zoom into the picture. They had a drone shot for a picture. And I went yeah. and zoomed in and started trying to count to see if she, her number was right or off. Wow. wow. You know, and I'm going... What am I doing? What? Why can't I have joy for what they're doing? I don't need to. Who cares if I if their number is right on or not? That's not up to me. They're in a different state. They're in a whole different you know context. But it all comes out of pride and jealousy and arrogance and envy and comparison. And man, I just was in the middle of it this morning, and uh, I, I even started going down down the, the list of. Um, Man, I wish our I wish our broadcast had been better yesterday. We had an issue with our broadcast; it got started late. I wish our tech team was better. I wish our worship team had done a little better on this spot here. I would. I wish I was a better preacher, a better communicator. I'm I'm just going down the list. Of, man, how can I run everybody down, including me and the whole team? And I just I had to just stop and say, God, he just he just illuminated for me the wrongness of it all. 
and just the fact that I was in, I was focusing on the wrong things and um, I'm worrying about my image or some status or what other people thought instead of honestly just resting in who I am in Christ and who he's made our church to be and finding joy and confidence in the work he's doing in us, you know? Why, why do we do that? I don't know, but I, you have made me think, well, I do know some things and some answers that we're going to talk about. But, you know, as you were saying that, it made me wonder, Drew. So do you think in heaven one day at the judgment seat of Christ, Jesus is going to le- lean forward, look at Drew mm-hmm. and say, hey, Drew, remember Easter in 2021? How come you didn't have more? Yeah. <laughs> what was wrong with you? Yeah. You know, why didn't, I mean, come on, if you'd, have, if you'd have done more, worked harder, done this, done exactly. that, you you could have had more. And, and the answer is no, I don't think that's what, but I do think he's going to look down and go, Hey, Hey guys, those that showed up, did you love them? Right. Did you love them the way I love them? Did you care about them and the things that really matter? And it's hard though. Boy, it's hard to keep our motives and and focused on putting our time and energy into the right things. Right. And that's exactly where my heart went as as I felt that conviction of the Holy Spirit and was just having a conversation with the Lord and and not feeling shame, just feeling loved in the middle of my silliness, you know, in the in the middle of um, this bad ego, arrogant moment I was having. Um, yeah, why, why didn't instead all day to day I just thank God for the people we had, the church that He's that He's working in us and and helping us to to be faithful. Those we had so many people serving, like you said, all hands on deck. So many people serving and loving on visitors and just being thankful for that one girl who raised her hand in the hope that she received yes. Jesus and it changed her eternity. I mean, that's. Is that not enough? I mean, it's it's just it saddens me how we start off good. We start off praying for salvation. We start off praying for people to come to know Christ and to to present Christ in the best light that we possibly can. And then somewhere from there, it gets weird, and we go off on these tangents. Well, you know, Lord did something for me yesterday morning, and and I love it when He does this. We have two services, and and in between the two, there were. There were issues. There always are uh, some things said, some things going wrong, all those stuff. And 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 then I walked back up to start the second service and one of my best families was sitting there and there was their little, oh, she's probably 14, 15 months old in her East dress, all dolled up. And you know what? I just sat down on the floor with her. Yeah. And I got to tell you, it refreshed my soul because <laughs> it, it, it just reminded me, you know, this little girl right here being raised in church and having a mom and dad who love Jesus and who are going to teach her to love Jesus. And here she is, and she was showing me her bracelet that she got for Easter and going over and showing Shelby uh, her, her bracelet and seeing that little smile. So I, I got to admit that really helped. That that was a soothing balm to my soul. Sure. Well, you're making me think of the scene with Jesus wanting to let the children come to him, maybe yes. for the same exact reason, just to recoup yeah. and get to the innocence and enjoy children, you know. But instead, his attention is drawn away with two disciples who whose mother wants to make sure that they are they have title and position. And we even as past that's a business sort of sounding thing, but those guys were in ministry just as we are. And 
and still their heart was about, am I going to sit on, on, on your right hand, your left hand? Am I, you know, what's my position? Am I going to be perceived as important? Yes. God forgive yep. us instead of being like those children and loving people and just not worrying about that stuff, but serving people, you know? And you hit on one of the biggest things that sometimes uh, we as ministers can be uh, almost a little vicious, and and that's that's this comparison. Yeah, you know, and we uh, well, how come I don't have this, and how come I'm not running this, and how come he had that, and how come they have that, and and that's just a very da- and all those other things you missed and tie into that <laughs> comparison trap. Yeah, it really does. It does. You got to be very, very careful because number one, Jesus gave different individuals a different number of talents. And, you know, we, we just need to be faithful with what we have and where he placed us. Another thing is, Every situation's different. The soil is different. The, you know, the it, it's like I've told you before on this podcast. When we planted outside Chicago, uh, man, I was about the only gig in town, and everybody was moving out that way, not for spiritual reasons. They were moving out there because of the economy, and taxes were one fourth of what they were in the suburbs. Wow. But. I was going to get a shot at them. I mean, they were going to probably, if they had any desire to be in church, they were going to try us out. And and so we saw some great growth and everything. But for me to sit back and beat on my chest and talk about, let me tell you something, that's because of me. Well, first of all, I'd be afraid God kill me. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, I'd know I was wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll tell you where this this conversation with the lord has gone from from early this morning to even now is so we took we took today off cuz we had a busy weekend we did a good friday service and some other things so we took sure. today off we start back tomorrow as a team now i'm i'm beginning to to you know because part of me as a team leader is i want to i want to discuss the things that we did well i want to celebrate those things but there are some things that i'm frustrated with that i feel like we could have done better and that's okay to kind of to critique those things and do it in love but i'm just being reminded even in this conversation with the lord that i need to do a whole lot more celebrating and loving my team than i need to oh, do critiquing man. Absolutely. And I need to find yeah. a way to communicate in such a way that they know, man, I am so glad, so grateful you're on my team. You did such a great job with your gifts. God used you tremendously. What are some ways maybe we could have done a little better in this area or that area? But that just goes into building teams that feel loved and not just, I mean, on the Super Bowl, right? If that's, we're going to go with that probably bad analogy. Uh you want to play your best game and they gave their all and they might not have, they might not have made it perfect. It might not have been just the most amazing performance for any, from any of us, but what, what, what matters more is supporting them, loving them, encouraging one another. And, uh, so that's what I'm wondering about pastors as they're thinking, even maybe they're coming in a, in a similar place with us and just kind of going, yeah, I'm, I'm struggling with a few things, but I need to let this, come out of me to my team in a loving, kind, supportive way. And I hope that that's what we can do with our teams. Absolutely. You know, two things there you made me think of. I think it's great pastors and leaders uh, to do the debrief. And sure. I, I believe in that a hundred percent. And I use the, I use, I love the acronym WIN. Okay. What did we do well? Cause pastors hear me 
all of you did something well. Right. I mean, and we just want to focus on the one thing that didn't go right. Yeah. But then, yeah, where where would where can we improve? What would we do ne- different next time? What can we? And I think you're seeing and you're feeling some things you didn't expect your focus to be on uh, on the heart. Mm-hmm. you know, and, and attitude and that type. But where do we need? What do we need to remind ourselves about? And then you can get to the end. Okay, what are we going to do next time? You know, what what's next uh, that we're going to change and do? And then I loved what you said about the positive. Uh, we do a training. And at the end of this training, there's a presentation that they make. And the people that critique the presentation, here's what I always tell them because it's how I was trained to do it also. And I loved it. Okay. If you give them a negative, you've also got to give them two positive. So we're going to make sure Mm -hmm. that you give them twice as much encouragement Mm -hmm. as you do the critique. And I, and I don't know that we followed that math uh, equation (laughs) every single time, but that is a great thing to remember about all the things that, 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 that they did to thank the praise team, to thank the greeters, to thank those out in the parking lot and all the others who put a lot of extra time and energy and prayer and all those things in there. And just to let them know, man, I noticed you're appreciated. Thank you for what you've done. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm also thinking, I used to have a friend that would, uh, (laughs) he would lovingly tell me when I started getting into my head like this and started really struggling through something, he'd go, man, you are really just not that big of a deal. (laughs) And it was, yeah, it's, and it was wonderfully shocking to make me go, you're so right. And so I want to just say to pastors this Monday after Easter, we're not that big of a deal. Um, so we need to we need to just rest in who God has made us, feel His right. love for us, and, and you know, don't beat yourself up so much. Don't 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 over critique uh, what you did or your message or what what happened yesterday. But maybe just turn this. Uh, the grumps or whatever you however you want to call it into some sort of a gratefulness that God has given us. I guys, I don't deserve even one second for the Lord to give me the opportunity to preach to his people. Not even one moment. And every time he gives it to me, I'm blown away with it. And it saddens me that I would begin to critique all the stuff that doesn't matter instead of just letting all my time be God, how could you allow me uh, this beautiful privilege to preach your word to people and to rest. I, that's one word I feel like I've come out of today. Just am I resting in who Christ has made me as his son? Yeah. And am I resting in the study and the, and the preparation and the, the work that we put into every part of what we did? Can I rest in that, that, that whatever my deficit was, Jesus was and is and will always be enough to make up for the rest of it? That's good stuff, Drew. That's really, really good stuff. I was sharing with you before we began to record about I was uh, a pre uh, verse that I used in one of my in one of my points was Romans one four and and it talks about the spirit of holiness. And John Phillips in his commentary on exploring Romans talks about the holiness of Christ, that he how he never made a mistake. He never said a word he had to take back. He never had to apologize. That one blew me away. <laughs> I spent my whole life having to apologize. And then I remember thinking as I was studying that, 
gee, I wonder when I lost that. I wonder when, how old was I when that sin nature and, and I was telling you and jokingly in a way, but also honestly, I, I think I was an early starter with sin and I think I was an overachiever. <laughs> and, uh, and unfortunately, that's the reality of it. I love how you said it, that we have this privilege yes. to present the message and the word of God just brings tears to my eyes, makes me shake my head because I know he's got a lot better people than, mm-hmm. than me, mm-hmm. you know, to, to be able to do that. But that I, I'm allowed that privilege. Whew, right. How can I not be blessed? Right, right. Well, I'm, I'm, my prayer is that through this week, I can begin to turn my frustration into praise and, and just take yes. this week just to thank God for what he's given us. And if we have the the privilege again of, of connecting to those people who came on Easter, praise God, but yes, um, it's in his hand. He's the one who draws. And so that's not on us. We've just got to be faithful. Uh, we got to love, we got to work hard, but we, we got to leave the outcome to him. That's and that, it, that's right what there. excellence is, you know, is doing the best with what you have, leaving the outcome to Jesus. And Ooh, uh, I like that. I want to just give a, a quick verse that's 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 on my heart. I think is a good one for our guys and for all of us on this Monday after Easter. Colossians three twelve says, "Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience." And man, that's I need good. every single one of those. Me too. And you know, you're reading that verse and you're saying what you just said. You know, Charles Stanley mm. is known for a statement he has made for years. It's one of, I think he has 30 life principles and uh, talking about overachieving. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he certainly has. But I love what he always says obey God and leave the consequences to him. Yes. Yes. Amen. Hey, man. Well, guys, we want to just uh, say thanks for listening today to the Healthy Church Podcast. It's been really, we say this is an honest conversation. This has definitely been one of those. Uh, yes. We are not perfect, um, no. but thank God we are covered by the grace of Jesus, Amen. overwhelmed by the grace and mercy of Jesus. And so uh, I love the fact that we have this forum where we can honestly discuss issues and struggles and sinfulness and God's goodness and grace for us. Hey, if there's something that you're struggling with or something that you want to talk with us about, shoot us an email, info at healthychurchpodcast.com. We would love to connect with you. Or if you have a show idea or something that you want us to consider, let us know. Of course, you can always find us on Facebook or on our website. So thanks for listening today, and we'll look forward to talking with you next time. You've been listening to the Healthy Church Podcast, sponsored by Activate, a church health ministry of the BMA. For more information, resources, and other related topics, please go to healthychurchpodcast.com or find us on Facebook at Healthy Church Podcast.